0: Welcome to Movie Maniacs, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. All right, we're ready for another edition of Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry heading into the final weekend of April, which only means summer movie season is on the way. Well, I guess there you know, used to be summer movie seasons. I don't even know if we get them anymore. We'll talk about a summer movie preview coming up in just a bit. And one of the big movies coming out, a big preview came out this week about it. We'll talk about that. We're going to go back 35 years in movie history and count down our 10 favorite movies from 19... 19- 87 let's bring him in right now a uh, big fan of the show because he's a co-host here is uh our good friend chuck curry chuck how you doing man
1: i feel like a guest i'm i'm, I'm the co-host 50 50 no
0: well the amount of work i put into it and you put into it you would think maybe you are the guest and i'm just the host and away <laughs> we go i'm mike Racks.
1: i'll give him my best shot Thank all you right that's much.
0: good for you good all right? for you um okay. Chuck, uh, a lot going on in the movie world this past week. Maybe the biggest news of them all. And let's get started with some movie news here. Um, is Batman 2 Matt Reeves and Pattison back?
1: You know, what's interesting. I got to tell you, like, I've been looking a lot more on social media because on my Facebook feed. The uh, now that Bat- the Batman is on HBO Max, a lot more people are, are feeding, feeding in on their opinion on the comment section. Mm hmm. There's a lot of naysayers to the movie though. There are a lot of naysayers. I mean, it's gotten great reviews. There are a lot of people who love this movie, but the ones who don't it's it's very it's become sort of polarizing. It's it's to some people it's just way too dark. Yeah. And, and no no fantasy element. To others they just love that realism and grittiness. It's very very interesting uh, divergence of opinion on the film.
0: Well, I, I, you know, I did watch it um, and I'll give you my opinion if you'd like. I mean, I liked you it. it. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I understand the naysayers saying, hey, you know, the, you know, like you even said, not enough fantasy, not enough this, that and the other thing. I will say it just does play like a lot of people compared it to a seven movie. And it, it is it's a murder mystery, dark, gritty. You know, it almost has the same elements of seven. Well, On that level, last, I did the enjoy last, it.
1: The, the last act.
0: Yeah. I mean, it opens up is, a little, it like you said, it
1: opens, it opens up. It turns it is into is
0: more open. of an action movie. It does. It does. The first I got to be honest, the first two thirds, I was like, all right, not enough Batmobile, not enough action. There's really not. I mean, it's just a detective movie. And 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 a lot of times you're thinking, does this really have to even be a Batman movie? I mean, he
1: well, it he, is
0: he, and and at the same point in time. I enjoyed the elements around. I, I, I can't say I enjoyed him as Batman. I got to be honest with you. He, I mean, he doesn't really add much to the part. I I do love Zoe Kravitz. I mean, I, she is sexy. She's mysterious. She adds a lot to the film, Chuck. I, I will admit to that. Um, Jeffrey Wright's really good too. Um, I, you know there's, there's not there's not bad stuff too. It's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, I just. It gets,
1: I liked it, gets, it too. I, I listen in retrospect. Now that we have a, over a month behind us, I do enjoy the Nolan films better. Yes, and I love my, and I love Burton's Batman and Batman Returns. I just do. Uh, but me, I did like this. I did like this film, and I and I tell you, as a, my reaction when I saw it once in the theater. I actually saw it one and a half times. I saw the second half twice. But do you have a my favorite scene in the film? is when, when Batman's being interrogated and those cops turn on him in the police station. Yeah, that's a good scene. And he's running down the hallway. And, and then and he goes up on the roof and then he flies. You see yeah. him fly for the first time. I thought that was a pretty awesome sequence. I yeah, really that was did. like really, really,
0: really the first time he uses his gadgets and, and it yeah, seems like a Batman movie. But it, 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 does. It,
1: it ends in a non-fantastical way. Like he gets like beaten, batted, and bruised when he right. like hits the street.
0: Right, right. I just, I the whole time I'm thinking to myself, look, if you're gonna do this over again, I just give me a, I just don't. I'm sitting there thinking, why are they doing this? I, I mean, I know why they're doing it. They want to make money and all that. On your couch, on my couch, right in three different parts, right, three segments. Smoke. Um, it's three hours, unnecessary to say the least. I just, I don't know. It, 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 it. Like I said, I I liked it. It's better than the other stuff that uh, that DC's done recently to me. It doesn't have a bad villain. It has a good villain, a really good villain, actually. Um, It's not a, you know, over the top bombastic villain that these other movies have had, like Batman versus Superman and even Wonder Woman. I mean, it's actually a grounded villain. Um,
1: Very much so. Now, do you want to see more Alfred?
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought, I actually thought, and I'm not giving anything away, I thought he was going to die. I'm like, they can't kill Alfred. I mean, there's a scene. Halfway through, know, I'm like they're I really going to knock Al- Alfred off. I,
1: I I thought so.
0: I just don't. I don't feel that emotional connection because I don't think Robert Pattinson's very good in the role. I, I'm sorry. I he just doesn't do anything for me. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the second layer, the second movie, well, will it, add layers to the it. Big,
1: the the biggest liberty with the characterization of Bruce Wayne is that this is a very different interpretation. Of uh, Bruce Bruce Wayne. I mean, this is a Bruce Wayne. It's like a vampire. I mean, he yeah, doesn't go out of the house. Yeah. He's pale.
0: Yeah. He yeah. Uh, he
1: doesn't care. He doesn't. He legit lit- he barely he cares. Does not care yeah. about anything.
0: Yeah, he barely. The in the
1: movie where Alfred says, "We're going to lose everything." Yeah, he says, "I don't care about this stuff, Alfred."
0: Yeah, I know.
1: Well, how are you going to afford the Batmobile?
0: <laughs> well,
1: right, they sort of go hand in. You need the money to.
0: Kind of. Yeah, I mean, no, right? no. Well, part of the appeal of Bruce Wayne is the fact that he is this. Multi-billionaire, you know Byron. That That's
1: the part that I, I had to swallow. Uh, what they were doing. I mean, yeah. I accepted it, but it was initially it was like, oh, like. You think
0: the next film they'll go did. more over the top and and be a little bit more of an action movie than? I think a,
1: they will. I listen, unless Reeves has a completely dis- different vision to the studio and do whatever he wants. It felt like at the end of this movie that. It was sort of like a prequel to what Christian Bale's Batman became. And I think they'll get to that point. I think they'll get to that point. They'll open the scope. He'll have more gadgets. Uh, I think he'll have a little bit more of a sense of humor. And I think he will become, he'll morph, he'll morph, he'll now morph into what Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne became. We hope.
0: We don't know this. We hope this. No, I
1: don't. But I I think that's where it'll go.
0: Well. Uh, we'll see. It, it's definitely interesting. And, um, you but know, you're look-
1: still going to be very different than what Christian Bale brought to the table.
0: No, right? I mean, just uh, Nolan, too, for that matter. I mean, it's just yeah, like you talk about fantasy and scope and size of films. I mean, it's just totally different. Um, Chuck, in movie theaters this week, and I don't expect memory to make too much money. Liam Neeson's latest action movie. Well, he retired from action movies, remember, about, what, eight years ago? And he's made about 15 since then. And what um, has he
1: done? He now is he see he? Did Bruce Willis hand him the mantle? What's the story? I mean, I don't know. Uh, at he's,
0: least he's these movies really, get some day sort day of theatrical day day release, day, and
1: and and the production budget is definitely more than the the schlock Bruce Willis was doing. But we know, you know, we know why now. But um,
0: is is anything going to sustain? Is a bad guy going to make enough money animated wise for this next second week here
1: uh, before Doctor Strange?
0: Yeah,
1: I would Doctor think Strange? so. But you know all. Signs lead to Doctor Strange into the multiverse of madness. I I think it's going to have a pretty big opening weekend. They're starting to give away a little bit more in the trailers. I don't know if if Marvel's getting a little nervous and they want like I don't know the tracking. I'm assuming it's going to be big, but maybe they want bigger so they sort of like okay, you know Professor X is in this movie. You clearly see in this TV trailer that it's Patrick Stewart. Um, I expect a lot of a lot of cameos in this film.
0: You want to talk about the, the the what about the the latest rumor? And I talked to like I talked to my nephews who seem to be tapped into the Marvel Universe better than anybody else. And I told uh, them the rumor you told me about the multiverse, which would involve someone else playing Tony Stark, um, a major movie star named Tom Cruise. They, they, they like seem the they they did not blink and seem. Yeah, that that sounds like it's going to happen to me. You think it might happen. What's the reality? I, that I, could I, I,
1: I say I say probably I say. Honestly, I, I say thirty percent. It happens seventy. Thirty percent.
0: That's all. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I have my doubts that it'll happen. I mean, there's rumors floating around the internet. Having said that, there's no, no leak of a studio exec leaking it to a reputable uh, site that that confirms. So, right. So I, I go to thirty.
0: Speaking of Marvel, they just they moved the uh, Ant Man release date. Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Um swapping places with another Marvel movie called the Marvels. Uh, it looks like Ant-Man has been moved up to February 17th. Now, Chuck of next year. So it's gonna be a Valentine's day release of, uh, and you know, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, for Michael Douglas. They're both back along with Evangelina Lilly and Paul Rudd. So um, this series moves on. Is this the last I, I you know, it's hard to tell with these movies like Thor and the secondary characters, how long they'll keep these series going on.
1: I don't know. Um,
0: He's it's ageless. Really depend- That's one thing for he, sure. He Both is. Of them- like he,
1: he he is. He could do another one. Uh, if it'll have to. do... I mean, it will do fairly well. I mean, it's not going to do you know massive, but it'll do well. Right. Um. You know, there's another story before we went on here. Um, the director of uh the, the Spider-Man movies. I think he was attached to direct a Marvel's Fantastic Four because they gained the property from 20th Century Fox, and he bowed out. He just he uh. He says he's he's a little. I guess he's a little burnt of doing the superhero stuff right (laughs) now. So he wanted out of Fantastic Four. Will
0: will we ever be? Will will ever all of us be burnt of seeing these movies? Uh, You know
1: what? That would that would be a pretty cool cool cameo if they brought Fantastic. but it's not cast yet, so they can't. In 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 the Doctor Strange movie, that would that would be pretty exciting. But if it's not cast, they can't do it.
0: I was thinking too. I was uh, the the watching the multiverse. uh, the the spider-man scenes from it again why didn't they bring back the tv spider-man that would have been a nice little nod too. just somehow he pops up in one of these movies chuck remember that tv series back in a was that the late 70s right early 80s
1: so what is he like in 92 i mean i don't that no he
0: can't be that that. old he can't be that old maybe in the 60s or 70s would anybody
1: know who he was
0: well the diehard fans would i guess um Chuck, uh, Speaking of to Tom Cruise, uh, Mission Impossible has got titles now. Seven and eight. You've got Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One and De- Re- Dead Reckoning Part Two. So this will be a little cliffhanger.
1: They really stretched that title with Part Two though, huh?
0: Yeah, they went nuts. July twenty, July know, 14th, 2023 and June know, 28th, I, I, 24. I know, we,
1: I know we touched on this on the program before, but I was talking about this to a buddy today about Tom Cruise in these movies. Listen, when Tom Cruise attaches himself to an action film, it's good. I mean, he's all in, 100% all Absolutely. in production value. He's all over the cast. To direct. He, It's going to be a good movie. But isn't it sort of bizarre why this is all he does? Is to, just to, He just wants to do the biggest movie he can to make the most money. He obviously, obviously has back-end deals. The question is, it, why?
0: What was the like, last drama he did? Like,
1: I mean, Days I, of Magnolia. This so long ago.
0: Yeah, they are. He has no I, I, interest.
1: He has I'm trying no to interest. Think. My that's, that's my point. He has absolutely no interest. He's had to read good scripts with good stories and say, you would "Hey, would think so." Yeah, like like like. Would not like to do that. Is it only about the biggest franchise temple property? Is that all he cares about?
0: And it's weird too because does he doesn't have to do, even that challenge him. Himself-
1: does it have anything to do with Scientology?
0: I don't. Maybe that he, uh,
1: that he needs. He's feeding a beast.
0: He never challenges himself with even smaller, like uh, streaming movies or miniseries or anything like that. I mean, all and these other argue, actors are Robert doing other stuff.
1: You, you could argue Robert Downey Jr. is similar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. taking a paycheck for Doctor Doolittle is absurd, but he yeah. did. Yeah. Right. It was unnecessary.
0: De- definitely unnecessary. Another guy that, but yeah. the judge was the last drama he did. Right. It right. was just
1: exactly. back. Right. But if um, look at, since he's been iron man, like,
0: yeah, no, I know. His. Well, I guess these guys too, you make enough money. Wh- and, and both of them have been in the business a very long time too. You got to remember that. So uh, maybe there is a little burnout. There's like, you know what? I did all that. I, maybe I just want to enjoy my life. I don't, I don't know. Not everybody's built like Nick cage <laughs> or, who just have to keep making movie after movie after movie. Um, the last thing I wanted to bring up, Chuck, and again, we'll bring up this question again, is the does anybody care? But Avatar 2, uh, title revealed, um, The Way of Water. Uh, again, it's uh, September 23rd, 3D. It's coming out in 3D too, Chuck, which is this head scratcher too, because that fad's okay. gone too.
1: I do care because, I pr- and I say this seriously, I pray to God that does this. It doesn't launch another 3D craze because I don't want it. Chuck, as much as I like
0: James Cameron, too, I don't I kind of want this movie to fail. I hate saying that. I kind of want no one to go see this movie It only to get him out of this. I, I just cannot understand how he's been obsessed with this movie.
1: He's done one movie since Titanic in 97. That was Avatar. Yeah. 2002. And it's it's one, supposedly three three more sequels are going to bang out
0: 20, 20, years. He hasn't made a movie in 20 years. Think about that. One of the great filmmakers of all time has not done. I mean, that's that's like uh, that's uh, that's nuts. That's well, that's when did elusive. Avatar, that's Avatar, elusive.
1: Avatar came out when? It
0: was 2002, wasn't it? Or no, 12, 12,
1: 2012.
0: Okay. One movie in 20 years. Up.
1: Ten years, uh,
0: yeah. I'm saying though, that's the one movie he's done no, in twenty I years.
1: I know, I know. But here, here, the, right, and I agree because we both know he's a great filmmaker. Uh, you know, Aliens, The Abyss, Terminator,
0: 2009, we, I, Avatar we, we, came July,
1: out. Yeah, 2009. We want him to do other things. Like, I'm not interested in Avatar. I, I'm not. Like, I, no. am I looking forward to this movie? Not really.
0: No. And think about but how I'm, many movies Steven Spielberg's made since 2009. And a plethora of different kinds of movies, right? Dramas, action, sci fi. And, and he can't make one movie. He can't even write one movie. The guy used to well, write what's, movies too. What's,
1: what scares me is that because he made it, you know, uh, in September, two months before the release of Avatar 2, they're going to re release Avatar. No,
0: thank remastered you. That'll picture,
1: help. Re, remastered picture and sound. Like, who cares? Like, come on, Mike, the picture's good enough. Like, we don't need he's so hell bent. Yeah. On on visual. People want at the end of the day,
0: they want good stories, good characters. They, yeah, they that's all get they involved want
1: Involved in a good story. Yeah, I that's mean, all they, they want. They, they don't need they don't need. Oh, my God. What amazing 3D.
0: I think Who what cares? saved Avatar, the fact that it did have to me, I thought it had a great villain. It had some good action and a good story to it. I, and yeah, all and the, the visuals are great. Awesome.
1: Yeah, and I agree. But here's the thing. I remember walking out of a theater when I saw Avatar. And my first reaction was, boy, that 3D was awesome. Right. But then I said to myself, I don't remember the movie. Right. I swear to God, right. I, I don't remember. The movie. I had to rewatch it on Blu-ray to really understand that he was trying to tell a story. And I thought the story was okay. That's I know
0: it. one person that's okay with this is Sam Worthington because he never capitalized on yeah, that movie. And I he's agree. like, I'll I'll do another, whatever you need. I'll wait 10 years, 20 years, whatever you want to do. I'll stick around. Yeah. Um, so yeah. maybe he gets a little bump from being in this movie because his, his uh, career has been, you know, underwhelming to say the least and very likable guy on screen. Just yeah. uh, never materializing into anything. You got any uh, movie news you want to throw out there?
1: The sp- the spotlight's on me.
0: Well, listen, you got to bring something to the table here.
1: Yeah, it's a big story. Uh, um, Justin Lin, the director of the latest Fast and the Furious part 10, he's mm-hmm. done five, directed five Fast and the Furious movies out of the nine. Two days into filming, walks, walks away due to creative differences. Now, Variety just came out with the story. Think about this, Mike. Because they have to retain, they're going to continue doing Second unit directing work with other with second unit director, but because they have to keep the crew intact, it could cost Universal up to one million dollars a day until they find a new director, and there's no sign of a new director yet. Wow! So let's just say it takes thirty days. That's thirty million. Now he had to realize when he walked away that this he's going to cost the studio massive money. Yeah. That cannot be a good relationship right now.
0: I wonder, too, what kind of, I mean, I guess he walks away from all the money, too, right? He's got a. he, he can't, right? He, he, that contract's got to be void. He says
1: he's going to stay on as, as a producer.
0: Ugh. Can't Vin Diesel just say, all right, let's, you know, we'll walk through this? I mean.
1: Evident, <laughs> evident, evident, evi- I don't know what the creative difference is, but evidently, Vin Diesel obviously has a lot of power with this franchise. Evidently, Jordana Brewster's character in the, the, one of the final scripts was not included and Vin Diesel blew a, a, ga- a gasket and they rewrote her into the film. Now I don't, I mean, I don't know the, the inner workings of the behind the scenes, but here's a guy that you could argue is the architect of this very successful franchise for him to walk away. That's a big story.
0: Well, it's also a head scratcher why you'd write her out of the script. I mean, if she's willing to, I mean, you want to bring back as many characters as you can. I I mean, that's agree. part of the I, charm that, of the that, movie. I,
1: I completely agree. A hundred percent.
0: You know, um, that's kind of a big question mark. Well, uh, one thing's for sure. 10's coming out. Uh, X, right. Fast X. Don't want to mess up the name. Like Jason X. Fast X. Yeah. Chuck. I like Um, Jason X. Just for the record. You got anything else?
1: Just one bit of TV news. Blue Bloods. uh, I don't, I don't really watch it, but uh, what's
0: TV? What is that? Is that network television? They still do that stuff.
1: It's a CBS show. Oh, CBS.
0: They're still on. Man,
1: Here, Here's the deal. Uh, they were waiting on Tom Selleck, slowly picking up his right hand <laughs> with a pen and <laughs> signing his name on the dotted line. So it's official. So Ten he's million back. viewers a week. Ten million. Ten million viewers a week, though.
0: Oh, what is it? Fourteen. How know, many years has it been on? A lot of years, right?
1: It, it's been on twelve. This will be 12th. thirteen.
0: And Len Karu, he's still on, right? As his dad, he's got to be pushing a hundred. Yeah. I mean, Donnie
1: Wahlberg, Donnie good Wahlberg. Day. Yeah. Michelle Monaghan,
0: uh, Bridget Monaghan, no,
1: Mon- no, Bridget, Mon- Bridget
0: Monaghan. Monahan. Yeah.
1: Hey, hey, good, good, uh, good paychecks.
0: Yeah. Listen, it, it, it's uh, it was a good show. I've watched it. Not, I mean, I can't it's say I've watched it in the last show. seven, eight years. But all right, Chuck, let's start. Let's go to our, our newest feature where um, on this date where you give me the year that you want me to go back to. And I tell you the movies that came out on this date back in the years. So you give me the year you want to go back to.
1: Okay, 1978.
0: 1978. That's an interesting Mm -hmm. pick. Uh, We'll go to the end of April, 1978. Well, boy, oh boy! I remember when this movie came out. I thought it was the actual sequel to Rocky. Chuck, Um, Fist came out April 26, 1978.
1: How much money did that movie make?
0: How much did Fist make? Of course, this is a kind of a mock biopic about uh, you know Jimmy Hoffa with Sylvester Sylvester Stallone. It made $20 million. Okay. Not bad for the time. No. Uh, Rod Steiger and uh, uh, Peter Boyle co-starred. We we also had, I saw it in the theaters. I remember going to see it in the theaters. I did
1: not. I, I did not.
0: Um, the Last Waltz came out. That's a Martin Scorsese uh, 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 movie about the band that came out. Right. FM, which was a comedy about the radio business. Um, yep. A lot of uh, funny stuff to that. And then you had movies like uh, the very next week in the first week of May, "It Lives Again," uh, the Larry Cohen horror movie that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, Michael Moriarty, right?
0: Yeah, well, he wasn't in, in the second one. I think he was in the first. Oh, Frederick wasn't. Forrest oh. is in the second oh, okay. one. Uh, uh, very funny comedy with Burt Reynolds directed. Uh, the end. Remember oh, him and boy. Dom DeLuise? Sure. Very funny movie.
1: I remember. And- I remember so many people in my neighborhood watching that on on uh, WHT. Back in the day, which was like the uh, antenna first uh, cable type uh, pay-per-view network. Yeah, people love that movie.
0: And another movie that came out at that time, too, that I remember watching on HBO over and over and over again, a small film. Do you remember the movie Nunzio? No. It's about a, a kind of a slow guy who gr- gr- grows up in, uh, I think it's either Brooklyn or the Bronx, and he, he thinks he's a superhero. Joe Spinell's in it. It's actually really? directed by Paul Williams. Um, very small wow. movie. I just remember watching that over and over and over again. That was nineteen seventy-eight, Chuck, in theaters back then. So I guess the end was the biggest one of that of, of all of those, right? I mean, the yeah, I would think so. The end made about forty-five million dollars. That's pretty. Yeah, good I mean, for se-
1: and off the top of my head, I remember seventy-two biggest hits: Greece and uh, Superman the movie.
0: Well, yeah, but we're dealing with late April here, early May. I know. We're not, you know, I we're know. not going to get just those giving
1: people a, a retrospective of, of what was going on that year.
0: Chuck, let's do fast five. Uh, we'll start with right? Michelle Pfeiffer because we brought her up with the Ant-Man series. She's back. Actually, she said she'd be open to Catwoman again if somebody wanted to cast her, Chuck, which would be kind of interesting. She still looks great. Um, well, I
1: think it would be I think it would be fun in the contents of if they threw her in in the Flash movie. That would be fun.
0: Yeah. Uh, before we get the Michelle I, Pfeiffer, you've got a to chance a to see some Michelle of the Flash
1: Pfeiffer, Catwoman movies.
0: Before we yeah. talk about Michelle five, you got to see some of the Flash, right? Then you see a scene with Michael Keaton. I, I, did,
1: I didn't see it; I didn't read it. There was a scene at this, uh, this what is it, CinemaCon yeah. in Las Vegas, this big convention where they're unleashing all the, the future projects. They showed a a, a a teaser to the Flash, Warner Brothers' Flash, which comes out not this summer, next summer. So Michael Keaton's Batman's in this movie, and his Batman, he said, "Well, let me just preface this in the original." Burton Batman there's a line in the in the film when the Joker breaks into Vicki Vale's apartment Bruce Wayne's in there and he says to the Joker ask Bruce Wayne you want to get nuts let's get nuts so in this movie what they did is when he's Batman Flash asks him something like "Do you want to join our team or help us and he says as Batman you want to get nuts let's get nuts and the crowd went bananas I I that's fan service but probably at its best that's a great that's great
0: yeah, I hope it's true. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see that. Uh, all Michelle- right. Well, let's talk about Michelle Pfeiffer. The one movie. Is it Catwoman that pops to mind?
1: She's great as Catwoman. I love her in that movie. Uh, you know, Dangerous Minds was a big hit.
0: For yes, her it was.
1: Fabulous, fa- fabulous, ba- fa- fabulous, fabulous uh, Baker Boys.
0: I liked her in it's Up Close uh, and Personal, a- too. Uh, that was a, yeah, good a movie nice movie. With Redford. It's a yeah. nice movie. Yeah. And one fine day is a good movie, too. It's a little slight little romantic comedy with George Clooney that I actually like. How about Uma Thurman, Chuck, another uh, veteran of the Batman series? Uh, Don't forget, she's Poison Ivy. Uma is 52 this weekend.
1: Oh, it's Poison Ivy. No, I'm just kidding. How about Johnny B. Good? No, I'm just kidding again. (laughs) Uh, I guess Pulp Fiction. Kill Bill? No, you see, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of those movies. I, maybe I'm in the minority. You I,
0: might be I in don't. the minority a little bit. And I do love her yeah. turn. You're probably right. Pulp Fiction. But I do love her turn in uh, Beautiful Girls. The small role she has in that. I love that romantic comedy um, that she's in. How about Daniel I Day-Lewis?
1: Looked, I, I, I actually thought she looked great coming out with your at the Oscars this year. I yeah, really, she did. I was she like, always wow, looks, she looks great. great. Yep. Yeah.
0: Daniel Day-Lewis, three-time Oscar winner, Chuck.
1: Jeez, I mean. It's Daniel Day Lewis. I mean, my left foot, what a great performance! How about Lincoln uh,
0: for crying out loud?
1: Lincoln, and I, you know, I love him in Gangs of New York.
0: Yeah, he's, Butcher. yeah, he's really good in that. He is. I, I'm not a huge fan of the movie, but he's really good in it. Um, there will be blood too. I mean, the guy's unbelievable. Yeah, you know what? He never just would have been cool to see him in a mainstream something. Anything as it, a it, villain, it,
1: it, 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 as a villain, he yeah. would have been It would like, it would have been cool to see him play like the penguin in, in a, in a Chris Nolan, Batman. Movie.
0: Absolutely. Would have been unbelievable. Yeah. Um, how about Kirsten Dunst? Um, obviously she's Mary Jane. Um, yeah. To me, I always remember her in the, in the cheerleader movie. Bring it on though. I, I love it's that.
1: Good, it was, that was popular.
0: Yeah. It's a funny movie. She's really good in it. Great appeal in that. But I guess she's always going to be Mayor MJ, right? I mean,
1: yeah, you know, it's interesting. When that movie came out, I know was some some people took shots at her. Oh, she's not good. I really enjoyed her in that movie.
0: Nah, she's great. She's really good yeah. in it. She's perfect in yep. it. And last but certainly not least, you call him The Rock. You call him Dwayne Johnson. You call him Dwayne the Rock Johnson, whatever you want to call him. How but what's the mer- first movie you think of when you hear well, Dwayne my, the Rock Johnson? My
1: go- you know, my go to on the on the 65 inch 4K at the ice cream. But it's San Andreas. I just I enjoy the hell out of that movie.
0: Honestly, it probably is one of his best movies. Um, just that he carries that isn't quite as over the top as a rock movie would be. He's fifty, by the way. You know this why? Because
1: the, 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 the cast in that movie is very appealing. Sandra, San Yep. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I actually would say some of the best work he's done was opposite um, Samuel Jackson in the first twenty minutes of the other guys. Those two characters are hysterical in that film, Chuck. Yeah, but you that know, think they you know can what? Do I, I
1: I know this is not one of his better reviewed movies, but early on, and it's like a, a very enjoyable time killer for me, is the remake of Walking Tall. Yeah. It's just like it's like you could put that movie on, right? And you know what you're gonna get, but yep. it's a very enjoyable B Pulp time killer. I like it.
0: And obviously, he's good in Jumanji. Those movies are fine. He, I mean, oh, he, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. very appealing on screen. He's, he's very good. Um, I just wish it wasn't such a rock movie. Every time he's doing an action movie, it's just like the skyscraper movies, just to me, was just too, too, too much. And
1: so in Ramp- Rampage is too much. Rampage
0: too, too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. But very watchable. It's not like you yeah. can't. he's no, very appealing. All,
1: everything, he, everything he does is very watchable because he's he is very appealing. His connection with his base audience is great. Yep. He can act.
0: What was that um, one with the what was that one he did with um, with Billy Bob Thornton? That was co-
1: a good one. That was an R.A. That was uh, see that was edgier.
0: Was that faster, right? Was that what that was called?
1: Yeah, I think it was, that was good.
0: And um, I also thought he was very good in the in the very bad sequel to get shorty. I thought he was one of the best things in be cool. Yeah,
1: he's good in that, too.
0: Yeah. Uh, great actor, Chuck. Um, we're going to go back 35 years now. And talk about our 10 favorite movies. And I don't know about you, but in doing the research and looking back, you know, we talk about 1984 a lot about being a great, uh, one of the best years of this movies. Is but year. this, this is a good year. This is a, a really I mean, good year. I had a hard time knocking movies out of my top 10. It's that good. I mean, when I'm taking out movies that I really enjoyed.
1: For, for me, my number one was easy, though.
0: I don't know. I got a, to me. My number one's a two, a tie. And I couldn't. Woo, yeah. It, it. We'll get to that in a second. Chuck, let you me give you my. Again? What's that?
1: So you got eleven picks?
0: No, I don't have eleven. No, I'm just saying I couldn't <laughs> decide between two and one. I do have ten. I got you. Although I had about fifteen or sixteen, it was tough taking movies like you know, I Running Man's not on my list. You, and when I
1: look when I look at my list here, handful of classics.
0: This yes, there is bona fide for to me four four or five maybe six classic movies that I have stood I have the five, test of time. I
1: have five that I say absolute classic.
0: All right, well, we'll get to those in a second, I would assume. And and I would think maybe some of these may be higher on your list. But here's my 10 through six. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, I had to put broadcast news on there. The hysterical James L. Brooks movie with wonderful performances behind the scenes of news uh, with uh, William Hurd, who just passed away. Holly Hunter and uh, Albert Brooks. It's a great classic comedy film. Um, My number nine is The Big Easy with Dennis Quaid, maybe one of his best films great uh, murder mystery cop thriller in New Orleans. My number eight is probably one of the classics you're talking about, and that's Dirty Dancing. Nobody puts baby in a corner. I'm sure it's yeah. on your list, maybe a little bit yes. higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my number seven and six, both John Hughes movies. Chuck, one came out in the beginning of the year. One came out in the later in the year. I've got some kind of wonderful at number seven and planes, trains and automobiles. Maybe one of the funniest movies of all right. time. It, 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 number so six. Many,
1: you, we got to do a top 20 here.
0: Yeah, it's really some of, good these, stuff. Movies, some
1: of these movies. That I, I have actually, I like some kind of wonderful a lot because I in, I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, Ma- Eric Stoltz, uh, er- Eric Stoltz, no, or Mary Stuart Masterson. Ma- yeah, Mary Stuart Masterson to me had a, a a unique appeal, and I really liked her in this movie.
0: Yeah. So, broadcast news, the Big Easy, Dirty Dancing, some kind of wonderful. And planes, trains and automobiles. And I got to tell you, Chuck, at this time, I was actually working at the movie theater at the Stroud Mall. Wow, um, okay. And I would always go into the theater whenever uh, Steve Martin uh, and he doesn't get the rental car and that scene with Edie McClure and when he wants his blanking car, right blanking. I, I would always go into the theater to watch that and listen to the audience laugh because that's just an all time great scene that you can't watch yeah. on regular television, obviously, but I'm telling you, planes, trains, and automobiles maybe the most appealing John Candy and Steve Martin have ever been on the screen.
1: I would agree. It's not on my list though, but it's it would be right there. Here's my uh, my ten through six, uh, Mel Brooks Spaceballs, number ten, number nine, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three, which I think is I knew you were uh, going to put a great, that on there, yeah, great, great entertainment, a great Elm Street movie. Uh, number seven, I put The Lost Boys still holds holds up beautifully. Uh, Wall Street, Michael Douglas, and uh, Dirty Dancing would be my number six. You know, it's interesting. I remember going to see Dirty Dancing in a theater probably in its first couple weeks. And uh, the audience loved that movie. And it was released by a company called Vestron, which is now defunct. That means it went out of business. But that's an example of catching lightning in a bottle. Yeah you catch you catch, you get a, a, a you know a, a, a really solid cast good young solid came, cast that, that came of age Let's a, face a, it a, though Chuck and a, and what?
0: the soundtrack what put it over the top No
1: I I agree but but he just he was born for that role he was and she and she played off him beautifully
0: Yeah it was great and, it's and great and chemistry
1: and I and that movie that movie is a small movie but it is a classic movie
0: I do remember seeing it like you and and the first time thinking that's good. You know, I don't think it's going to last 50 years and everybody's gonna be talking about it and it'll become a lexicon in, in movie cinema history. And somehow it did. Um, It is. It's just a, I mean, you say nobody puts baby in a corner. Everybody knows what you're talking about. And uh, Jerry Orbach, great, powerful performance too, as the dad. I mean, it's just, and it deals with some tough subject matter. If you
1: look at, if you look at Patrick Swayze, right. He's got a handful of movies that, go-to movies for a lot of people well roadhouse ghost dirty dancing ghost
0: yeah pretty red dawn i mean if you really want to get deep he
1: he had he had something
0: but the question remains and
1: and also point break
0: right the question remains if bill medley and jennifer warren's song isn't at the end of that film
1: no we we know you that that elevates it to a high level
0: it's great stuff The soundtrack was awesome it's a great soundtrack um Chuck, and it's a great year, 1987, 35 years ago. So much. I mean, getting to the top five now for me. I mean, I had to put like No Way Out. One of my favorite movies that year is not on my list. Uh, You know, Three Men and a Baby. I enjoyed that movie a lot. Baby Boom. Very fun movie with uh, Diane Keaton, maybe one of her best roles. Not on my list.
1: When we go in over these movies, just off the top of my head. That was a good time to be alive watching movies.
0: No doubt about like,
1: it. it. What a different, what a different, like think of all the product that came into the pipeline and all good. All these yeah. movies are really good.
0: And all the, t- all the titles we have already just named here. We're not even into our top five. And we you all get-
1: know, listen, this is pre-internet. People walked into theaters and they discovered, you see, that was the fun of going to the movies. You discovered, you didn't know what you were going to see. It, Absolutely. It, it, it played, it played out. After you sat in your seat, it wasn't like, oh, I saw every clip on the Internet. I saw the trailer ninety two thousand times. You weren't bombarded with with, with being pushed into the theater. You sort of discovered this stuff.
0: I think my next movie is is going to hit that right on the nail, right on the head at my number five. Nobody in a million years would ever think a stupid high school comedy about a guy who buys a girl to be friends with him and act like she's dating him. Would ever become a classic. But Can't Buy Me Love is a classic high school comedy, and it's my number five movie, Chuck. It's funny, it's got a ton of heart. And it's got great performances by the two. Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey's perfect. I mean, it's for some reason. This movie stands the test. I mean, in all the stupid high school comedies that we got in the entire decade of the 80s, this one probably stands out as maybe and the I, best one. Listen,
1: I remember going to theater, seeing this with a packed, packed audience. I saw this two or three times in, in the theater packed audiences. They love this movie. I'll tell you another footnote to this film. When this movie was, I think it was a Touchstone movie, right? I, maybe I'm wrong. Okay. They were undecisive. If it was good enough to release. And they, somebody got the idea to get that song, the yep. Beatles song. Yep. And, and call the movie can't buy me love and use that song in the movie. And that, that that gave the movie a a reference and a marketing tool. And it became a nice hit. And it was a really, really good movie,
0: really good. And tragically, she's no longer Amanda Peterson's no longer with us anymore. And, uh, and, and, you know, Patrick Dempsey's had a couple of careers. This was really his first. Um, it just, the power, I I, I cannot believe that, you know, you think it's going to be cheesy and lighthearted and silly. I mean, there's all of that in it, but you know, Seth Green's in this movie running around with some of the funniest scenes of the movie. And he's really, yeah, and he's young, really man. good. He's really yep. funny. Uh, Dennis Dugan's the dad. He's always good. I, it just everything and works. That, in kid this with movie. The red,
1: that kid with the red hair was always good. Oh, yeah.
0: Malachi from the Children of the Corn. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a it, it's just, you know, and then the scene with the in the cafeteria with the he stands up to the bullet. I mean, everything works. It You know, anybody who would ever say anything bad about the movie. Something wrong. You don't have a beating heart. And of course, they would do a updated version of it. I think Nick Cannon was in it or something like that later. Uh, I didn't even know that. that didn't work, but uh, this one worked. And I, I can't believe what? it in a great year of 1987. I couldn't put this not on my top 10. It's my number five.
1: Cool. My number five is Predator. That's I my number four. In, actually, okay. my four. I remember going. I remember going to a theater watching this again. I, it was probably a Friday, Saturday night. Sold out audience. Place was packed. And it's one of those things where you just go, wow. Yep. Like, this is awesome. Yep. Like, it had a great ensemble. Obviously, Arnold's the lead. Yep. Great concept. Executed beautifully. John McTiennan, who directed Die Hard, a great – one of the great directors. of Good score
0: by Alan Silvestri.
1: Great score by – a great score. And um, this movie's a home run.
0: I just recently rewatched it with my daughter. Um, oh, okay. and, I, and, and I And she loved it. And I said to her, yeah. I said – Look, there's a big roar from the audience when you go to the theater. This I want to see if you can figure out when that was in the, you know, in the movie, and 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 she nailed it when he says, "Well, you are one ugly, you know," and yeah, yeah, you know, that was really when uh, Schwarzenegger's in his stride here, Chuck. It's yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, this is he looks great,
0: and he's smart to surround himself with a lot of recognizable. Like Jesse the Body, Carl Weathers. I mean, there's a recognizable act, action, you know, he, he, And that's
1: why, they, that's why they spend more money on the production value.
0: Right. Um, but me, and
1: have you guys watched Predator 2?
0: We haven't, no. We I'm were more, we're more in a Schwarzenegger I like
1: Predator 2 a lot, but yeah.
0: Yeah, a Predator oh. was my number four. It just it works on so many levels. It's a sci-fi. Mm-hmm. It's a war movie. It's an action movie. It's got some funny lines in it, too. And it's
1: an Arnold movie.
0: And it's an Arnold movie. Above and beyond, it's an Arnold movie, yeah. and it certainly yeah. works. What's your number four?
1: Uh, lethal Weapon.
0: Okay. Well, I'll get to that later on my list, but you want to talk I, about I, it now?
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember also seeing this for the first time in a theater, and and, and people loved it. I thought the chemistry pairing between Mel Gibson and Danny Glover is an absolute home run. Perfect. Uh, the supporting cast in this movie is really good. Gary Busey's really good as a villain. Um, you know, I, I got to tell you, like back in the day, here in the eighty, I, I love Mel Gibson. I just, yeah, the yeah, guy was great. just awesome. And it's an and, iconic uh, role. Um, it's an iconic role, and, and it and it and it has a, a terrific score. And um, Eric again, Clapton and uh, David home, this and Yeah, run. this yeah. is a home run. This is a
0: home run. and it's and it starts a new genre in the movie industry: a buddy cop movie. Um, and, and and I gotta
1: say, I'm looking, I'm looking at my three, two, one. And I gotta tell you. These movies are classic. These movies are cla- the next three are e- classic. classic.
0: And, and and this one I consider a classic cop movie, no doubt about it. In fact, in fact, this was the one of the two that I couldn't decide what was number one. I I love this. It's a good horror rated R movie that starts. Mm-hmm. Look, it launches a series, and if you watch the other three along this one, you'd actually stretch your head and say, are these? Is this the same? You know, series?" Because you're playing cartoon characters of themselves after this. I mean, this this is a gritty. R-rated movie, Chuck. The other ones are cartoons, basically, action movies. This one's a I, good I, cop.
1: I, I, I agree with that.
0: You know, and, and there's a great, I mean, it's basically a love story, too, between the two guys, uh, how they have fall, you know, become best of friends. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and Danny Glover playing much older than he really is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is, is so good in this character. And you're right. This is a grounded. Vi- you got great villains, uh, two of them, Mitchell Ryan and Gary Busey. And, and it's, it's just a it's just a drug movie, Chuck. Right. There's nothing special about the the script uh, other you know the story but the the dialogue is so good and the chemistry between the two of them and let's face it donner directs some great action in this film too there's some really good action um uh, and it's my you know it's my two maybe one we could debate it later on but i think my number three is one of your top three and it's the ultimate cult action cop movie Paul Verhoeven's uh, RoboCop chuck. Number this two movie for me. is unbelievably good. At, I
1: agree. Here here's at, the thing. When I saw this in a the theater, that one sequence when, you know, that when Robo, when when uh, M- Murphy becomes RoboCop when the villain is shooting his limbs off. I mean, let's be honest. That's it was that's X, that's X-rated material yeah. meaning yeah. is beyond Gory. It's beyond the norm of violence, right? Yeah. But but the 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 character of Murphy, who becomes RoboCop, played by Peter Weller, is so well done. Yeah, and his chemistry with Nancy Allen, and uh, and and Ronnie Cox and and uh, Dan O'Halloran.
0: <laughs> Ronnie and, Cox is a good and, villain.
1: And, and, in and, and ultimately, the the villain villain, nasty. Yeah. Whoa, nasty. And,
0: and then the and that's great-
1: the guy who that's the guy from. Uh, um, yeah. 70's from 70 show, right?
0: show. Yeah. That's 70 right. show. Yeah. 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 It is uh, a
1: classic movie.
0: Uh, Kurtwood Smith. I believe his name is Kurt right. Smith, um, that's right. Uh, it's just, and it's again, one of those mixed genres, right? You got a cop movie. It's sci-fi. Mm-hmm. It's hysterical. There's some really funny scenes in this, with the mock, remember the mock commercials, they were the, I'd buy oh, that for it's a dollar.
1: It, it's, it's It does satire. It
0: does everything.
1: Paul, it. Paul Verhoeven. He brought edge to movies. I mean, this no guy's a about good it. film. This guy was a good filmmaker who was edgy and brought something different to the table. And this movie's different.
0: And 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 uh, it's hard R. There's no pull, the and, and it's no a punches. Shame that the
1: sequel the sequel sucked. Yeah, and the third one yeah. was a cartoon, yeah. and I hated the remake.
0: Yeah, it never worked. And Peter, well, you can't you can't duplicate Peter Weller. You can't. No, I don't care no. what you're doing. Um, it, it's it just. And it's got a, a little bit of heart to it, too. You really feel oh, for you, what happens 100%. to him. Yeah, yes. um,
1: that's why the remake Blue because, like, they just ignored that.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. what are you doing? Um, well, that's my number three. What was that? Your what number was that for I'm you? My
1: number two, RoboCosta. My number two. All right, so what's your number my, three? Is Fatal Attraction?
0: You almost made my list. I knew you were going to uh, put I mean, it on your list.
1: It's, it's. Listen, this was one of the great. Water cooler, gotta go see it. Holy cow, I saw it! Movies of the 80s, absolutely. And 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 here you have an an absolutely iconic performance by Glenn Close, and you have a character who people are rooting for that's against the grain. You know, guy has an affair on his wife, and um, this is a this is this is just a glue to the seat. Holy smoke. This movie has me hooked.
0: Well, and I terrific. told you. This is I, a terrific movie. I told you. It's just outside my top 10, but I told you I worked at the movie there, too. And I will always go back into the theater as well yeah, yeah. To, yeah. To, to the end of the film and see the audience right. reaction when she right. pops out of the tub. And, you know, always Adrian, hooked. Adrian Lynn directed that. And there's, you know, yeah. many, many different endings to that film that they had to choose from. Right. I know, I know. One, one had him killing her. Um, one yeah. had her commit suicide. Um, and Him having that to deal with that. Worked. Yeah. So none of that worked. Ann Archer, uh, a good performance by her too. Uh, yeah. And, you know, just think we're talking about all these classics. That is a classic. That's a classic film. I'm not going to be ignored. Um, and uh, bunnies, right. And Nobody's it also, ever gonna... It
1: also works on a, on a very um, cere- cerebral thought provoking level.
0: Well, Chuck, my, what number one and your number one are basically the same and it's the untouchables. Yes. Um, Just a a perfect film done by Brian De Palma.
1: To me, me, one of the very, very, very best movies of the entire decade. I would, I would
0: also agree with that. Um, A great performance. And can we get really get introduced to Kevin Costner? He had done some stuff. Now look, big year for Costner. He did no way out and the untouchables. And then basically became a superstar, right? I mean, this is a good year for him. Uh, And, but let's face it. I remember walking out of that theater and saying, this is Sean, Sean Connery's
1: movie. Connery. Oh, it's, it's and Listen, he revived Sean Connery. It was his big comeback. He won an Oscar, played the character Malone. He got the best dialogue, but his chemistry, the cast chemistry, Costner, uh, Connery, Andy Garcia is awesome in this movie.
0: Yeah, Charles um, Martin Smith does a nice turn too. He's
1: awesome too. Yeah. And, and it's a great, and the score De Niro is Capone. Uh, uh, Brian De Palma's direction in, in the shootout on the stairs with the baby—I mean, well, that's this the thing. Iconic stuff.
0: Yeah, that's the—that's when De Palma used set pieces to his advantage, right? He he does that a lot in his films, where he yes. maybe over directs, but the but scene it, it on—yeah, but here it works. The scene on the stairs with the baby carriage, which is an homage to an early uh, uh, great cinema movie, uh, and uh, and the last scene when he throws Nitty off the the roof. Yeah, he takes Ugh. some historical liabilities there is it's not real that it, it, it's really.
1: completely cathartic
0: well you needed it you needed that because he oh, killed 100 yeah, percent. That, right?
1: that guy was uh that guy who, who was the villain in delta force two. billy drago Right, billy drago he um he was nasty that guy
0: <laughs> <laughs> well that I, I tell you you know 1984 maybe calendar
1: de- year de niro de niro's overacting but the baseball no. sequence, and then team, you, 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 you like when, when he gets insulted, yeah, by uh, Capone, by uh, by uh, you know, Coster.
0: yeah, you're nothing but a lot of talk at a badge,
1: yeah, 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 um, so good, yeah. I mean, you know,
0: 1984, maybe calendar year has an, a lot of movies in it, but I mean, there's some hardcore classics at 35 years ago. Here's my top 10 again, Chuck. You got, uh, you got, um, for me uh broadcast news you got uh, the big easy dirty dancing some kind of wonderful planes trains and automobiles can't buy me love predator robocop three right. two lethal weapon and then one the untouchables
1: here's my top 10 space bulls nightmare on <laughs> street part three
0: leonard Lord part six leonard part six, <laughs> <laughs> leonard
1: street, part six. <laughs> dirty dancing predator lethal weapon fail attraction robocop the Untouchables, no, beyond the Beside Adventure. That was I am 79.
0: shocked. I, I am shocked you didn't put The Running Man on your list. I, I yeah,
1: I I, I thought about it. I mean, I enjoyed the heck out of that movie.
0: Well, and you bring up the Lost Boys. You know, The Living Daylights is in that year too. Yeah, I did, you know, I, Full Metal Jacket is in this year. Um, movies that, like Spaceballs, listen,
1: full, full, metal, full, full Metal Jacket's a terrific film.
0: Yeah, the first half is great. You'll ever hear. But yeah. you know what made the most money out of them all? What's that? Three Men and a Baby was the. Yeah. yeah. And let's not forget, uh, we got the Beverly Hills Cop 2 sequel in that year, too. We're both fans of that. Um, Good Morning Vietnam came out at the end of the year, Chuck. Great, great star turn. I mean,
1: you're talking about 20, 25 movies here. Deep. That is generational.
0: Uh, uh, Moonstruck came out that year. Uh, Holy smoke. And uh, even Stakeout. You and I both love Stakeout. Another. Good yep. cop movie that came Very out that good. year. I mean, yep.
1: uh, to pairing, pound for like pound. Dreyfus and and Esteves
0: Emilio Estevez and Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah, we, we,
1: we, we've come a long way and not really in a good way.
0: Nah, probably I mean, if you not. Think
1: of what they're, you, if you think of what they're churning out now in comparison to this year, it's laughable, Mike.
0: Yep. I will it say this though, Chuck, we'll end on this note. This year yep. also produced Superman four, and Jaws the yeah. Revenge. So before we go two, too two crazy the, on
1: Two of the worst sequels of all time.
0: Of all time. I, uh, still
1: say jo- I still say Jaws the Revenge is the worst green-lit sequel ever. Because whoever read that script and said, let's spend $50 million on this, is a complete moron.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, Michael Caine put his grandkids through college th- because of this, you know, right? I mean, he, yep. he got a trip to the Bahamas out of it.
1: He sure did.
0: All right, Chuck, we'll do it this week. We'll do this all over again next week, my friend.
1: That was fun. Uh, To the audience, thank you very much for listening. Uh, Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts.